What's up? This is the Crystal Coast Podcast. With Aaron and Andrea Brewer. I'm Aaron. I'm Andrea. Let's have some fun. Hey, so I found out about this fantastic business that literally does pretty much anything you need done. It's called East Coast Concierge. Like get my groceries, walk my dog, clean my house, take care of my grandma. Yep. Even stock your vacation home with groceries before you show up or get your second home on the Crystal Coast ready for your next visit. Okay, give me the details. How do I get in touch? Well, on Instagram, you you can follow them at East Coast Concierge Service, or you can go to East Coast Concierge Service.com. Awesome. And don't forget to tell them Crystal Coast Podcast sent you. What made you start this particular podcast or so, your podcast in general? So we moved here in October 2020. Okay. And uh, when we tried to find places to eat or places to shop, we were used to coming down here and vacationing. Mm-hmm. And so we knew the normal places. In fact, where you guys are located, we used to go there and get smoothies and acai bowls. That was and things actually like that. ours. Okay. <laughs> that was yours. So you yeah. just swap, swap yep. stuff. Okay. So we went yeah. like we are. So I can, this is great. So part of, part of the love, which I was so thankful um, when I had all your food and it was so amazing, so amazing. Like I can't oh, even you. express how amazing thank it was we that, that we had, it was great and redeeming for us because the one thing that we cannot find that every single day we say, we just need to open up that place all over again. Like we need to go find a place and open it because yeah. that's what we like. We yeah. want, I want acai bowls and yeah. I want a poke bowl. I yeah. want it all. Yeah. I want that. And, and so we can't find it around here. Yeah. So things like that, which mm-hmm. is really crazy that that was yours. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. We, when we brought it up, it, it was, that's kind of why we brought it up is there was just nothing like that around here. Mm-hmm. But it was, it was also kind of nerve wracking. It's kind of like you want to throw all your money into something that isn't around here and people aren't used to that. And will they actually gravitate towards that or not? I mean, it, it worked out well, but when it came time for, you know, COVID came around and this and that. It was just kind of, it was the, a bit touch and go. Yeah. Like the whole demographic of the island changed during COVID, exactly, and I it mean, became like just regular families trying to escape the city. We were here, yeah, yeah. To, that's how we got here, yeah. Just so, yeah, every, everybody kind of your money was a little strapped. You wanted something to feed everyone. Everyone wasn't exactly like, all right, I'm gonna go spend this on an Asia. That's exactly know, right, a yeah. bowl or anything like that, and so it. The pivot kind of happened, and it was yeah. like, all right, what's that family is so crazy yeah. because you were able to take a business that that had a niche mm-hmm. and then and then pivot it instead of close. Like you completely just pivoted, shifted. Let's yeah. do this. That's genius. Yeah. So many businesses closed during the pandemic, mm-hmm. and so many businesses opened. Yeah. During the pandemic, exactly. like we moved because of the pandemic, we close. No, we didn't close. We quit um, a very successful organization that we had started in Northern Virginia that was mm-hmm. growing and way up and to the right, incredibly. And we just left to be here, just yeah. to be here. Yeah. And that's crazy that you pivoted it because so many people are so stuck in, I don't know, in in their idea, right mm-hmm. of. What was what was? Yeah. Um, Their concept. They yeah. Just yeah. 
That's that's a beautiful stinking story. Yeah, we we learned if you don't kind of bend to what's happening right now, then you're you're gonna completely break. And it was so situational. It was like either we try to find something that's you know family oriented as far as like everyone can come here and eat something, right? And you, you can kind of get a good price and, and and you feed the family, not just you know, hey, you know, we want to go out for a smoothie or something like that. Right. So it was a little touch and go and it was a little worrisome, but. It worked out great. Everyone supported us, so yeah. I mean, we were kind it of just with and with it being what we were having fresh fruits and vegetables, and then raw tuna fresh oh, from yeah. Blue Ocean Market in Warwick City. Like the shelf life was three days, mm-hmm. and in a time when families are, you know, mom and dad aren't going to go here and then go somewhere else for the kids and how many kids are really eating poke bowl you know what i mean so it was just one of those things where like brandon said we had to find something that 10 people walked up and 10 people could find something they would like instead of 10 people walk up and three or four people mm-hmm. are like this is what i want yeah. so yeah and that's so true because when we would go there when we would go there when we were here for vacation mm-hmm. of course we only found out about it about i think 2 years yeah. that we had, we had known about mm-hmm. it um and when we when we were here, it was a staple. Like my wife is all into the fitness realm, and so mm-hmm. she would stop by Nourish and yeah. like, okay, we're gonna get this. This is my thing this week, yeah. and it closes <laughs> at this time, so we are going to right. do this. And it was very important, and we did it. But yeah. you know, our girls would get a smoothie or something like that. Yeah. But the uh, the rest of the family don't eat that way, so right. they would you know okay we're going to Big Oak you guys yeah. go there and then we'll meet you somewhere <laughs> yeah and we would all kind of grab our own thing right and everybody was happy now mm-hmm. especially with the way things are like you're saying now you can feed the whole family in one place and my right. wife was extremely happily happy yeah. the other day when we came to eat at Shepherd Barbecue because she had her turkey yeah. bam. So, right, there's her clean yeah. portion, super clean meat. In fact, she even took it and threw it on top of a salad she had pre-made. Right. And she got a clean, awesome protein, probably the best protein she's eaten since we've been down right. here, but that's what she got. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it it did. It satisfied everybody. The kids, oh, my goodness. They right. were going nuts over everything. Yeah. And we're actually hoping, because the, the original plan, everything, the barbecue is actually doing a little better than we thought. But uh, so we're trying to, you know, kind of tame that whole beast. And then after that, the plan is to actually turn Nourish basically into more of an online thing for now and start doing uh, meal plans and everything so people can actually get meal plans from like for, you know, a whole number of days, whether it's exercise based or they're just, you know, kind of too busy to go out and, you know, do their thing and then come home and cook. We also also offer grab and go. So a cooler. So if your wife wants to come and grab a salad, but she didn't pre-order for the week, she could come grab a salad or, you know, even will be at the Shepherd Barbecue location. And so uh, hopefully that will come about soon. And then so because a lot of people have been coming and, you know, whether they come like, is this nourish? They're looking around and they see the little sticker. And that makes sense. The other day, my daughters were like, look, they still have the nourish sticker over there. And my wife, she was like, Andrea said that that's. Yeah, that is strange, isn't yeah. it? So and I'm like, keep it alive. Yeah, trying to keep it alive. Hopefully, it will come about. And I mean, hopefully, in the the far future, maybe even near future, we will actually reopen the business as a whole. Mm-hmm. And if we do, it's actually there's a lot of different changes coming as far as the whole you know menu as far as food goes. It'll be bulked out. There will be 
tons more poke bowls, a lot of, you know, different, whether rice or grain bowls, salads and everything like that, wraps and all kinds of stuff. So it, it, it still has a, a plan and a life and a future, but right yeah. now it's finished, you know, <laughs> trying yeah, right. to figure out how to survive, adjust and everything like everyone else. Because as you're saying, a lot of people are closing down. I mean, I, I've got... You know, chef friends from, you know, Raleigh, Charlotte, you know, Asheville, all over the place. And, I mean, I've got a guy who was, he's in Texas currently. I mean, he started from a food truck like we did. Started from a food truck. He's ended up, I think he's got like three food trucks. You know, he's got a, like two different restaurants, uh, an event, place, this and that. And, I mean, he was killing it. COVID hit. And everything turned around on. He was literally from each business, like probably like seven different businesses, losing $50,000 a month from each different business. Holy cow. Yeah. I mean, turn everything upside down. And just like when we were kind of figuring, like, what are we going to do next? Something he did. He actually went from doing kind of like really high-end food to I'm doing burgers and shakes now. Yeah. And you, Something comfort. Like, yeah, like you said, yeah. I mean, you have to... Forget about what you, you feel, your, your ego and what, I, oh, this is what I love to do. This is what we're known for. And figure out what people want, like, yeah. right now and what they can afford. And that's something he had to do. I had other guys do that. And then I've seen, I had friends who weren't as easy, you know, and susceptible to change. And, and then, unfortunately, you know, things turned around and they were actually closing their business now. So, I mean, it, it was something that was a little worrisome, but... We went for it and it worked out. So, I think another good thing about people knowing us from either our food truck, um, Nourish, and now Shepherd Barbecue is the quality of food. So we pride ourselves in non-commodity food. So you can't go to the grocery store and buy Cheshire pork, heritage breed pork, and right. there's a huge quality difference. Hmm. Um, we try to keep things as local and North Carolina-based as possible, whether it's getting our collards from local farmers, um, getting our pork from Cheshire Pork out of Goldsboro, um, getting chicken from Joyce Farms out of Winston-Salem. So we just try to also keep a quality level, which is more prideful for us to know that we are giving you a product where some people don't understand why things cost a little more. Why can you go down the street and get a barbecue sandwich for $2.50 and you're charging me 10 bucks for a sandwich and a side, but the quality, the time, the 16 hour of labor that goes into smoking that food is really what you're paying for. And the only reason why I think Brandon was really convinced to switch is because it's still a product that he can take a lot of pride in. Yeah, um, absolutely. And, exactly. it, and it is a, a huge difference. Um, and it's so worth it. I mean, yeah. there is no, well, first of all, I've ne- I've eaten a lot of pulled pork. Yeah. And I've eaten a lot of Carolina pulled pork. Mm-hmm. I Everywhere I go, if there's pulled pork, I'm going to have it. I've had the yeah. best in Alabama. I've mm-hmm. had the best in Carolina. The best, I, mean, I don't even think Virginia does like pulled pork, but yeah. whatever they've got. Yeah. We, you know, I've had it from a bunch of different places. I've had Texas style. I've had the Western style. I've had Carolina, the, you know, the vinegar-based, tomato-based, um, the mustard-based. I've had all the different types. I've had it plain. Like, I... I've never had pulled pork that good in my life. Like, that was unbelievable. So, saying there's a quality difference is a massive understatement. Because, 
I mean, there are places around here that that are popular because of the name. Right. They name they na- they're named after the towns that the barbecue yeah. were put in and stuff like that. And sure, you can go there and get uh, a a good pulled pork sandwich for two dollars and fifty cents. Yeah, is it the same pulled pork yeah. sandwich? <laughs> it's the difference between going to get a Bud Light and going to get a craft beer. Right. Yeah. There is no measurement of mm-hmm. the sameness of what you will go to Shepherd Barbecue and eat compared to any other barbecue joint in town. Like yeah. it's unbelievable. Thank you. Seriously, we it's really unbelievable. And that that's the thing that we, we kept trying to tell people, and it's not just, a lot of people like to go with the whole, you know, name thing, like whether it's, you know, farm to table or, or this and that, this and that. There actually is a quality in some of the stuff. I mean, I personally, I can eat pork from, you know, just, you know, your whole, well, I don't choose to, but like <laughs> from commodity kind of stuff. And then when you taste like, you know, Cheshire, it it is so much different from what they feed the pork. You know, feed the pigs to what they actually, how they raise the pigs. You can actually taste it where, where there's stress levels and everything like that. And then you take what we do, which is actually wood smoking everything. We're getting up around 11, you know, at night, going into work all through the night, cooking, you know, watching the fires, you know, you know, checking everything to make sure everything is going fine all the way until 11 in the morning. And then it's time to serve. So, I mean, it, it's definitely a labor of love, but it we feel like the product speaks for itself. Mm-hmm. And if there was any other way to do it, I mean, that would be great. But I don't think we can find a way to actually get the same you know, result. Thing that, yeah. Exactly. No, it, do not change anything. Like <laughs> something we're definitely proud of, man. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. we're going to keep doing it for sure. Yeah, it's so good. So, and because we would go to Nourish, mm-hmm. we, that wasn't there. And that was our go-to. Uh, there were some of the popular places, like when we when we first moved, that we knew from mm-hmm. vacationing. Every year, yeah. every year of my life, 34 years, we have vacationed oh, down okay. here. Awesome. And so I know the area well as far as a, um, a visitor goes, mm-hmm. uh, an annual visitor. But when we came, you know, you hit those places up <laughs> one time. And, you, you know, what do you do? You're not going to go back out to the same restaurant every yeah. time. And so uh, we heard, because it was off-season when we moved, you know, there are locals' nights. Mm-hmm. half off this buy one get one that at certain yeah. you know restaurants right. in the evenings or whatever we couldn't find them mm-hmm. apparently they're a thing yeah we didn't know mm-hmm. and so we found out that uh you have to call every individual restaurant and find out if they have a locals night what that special is mm-hmm. and when it is and then what weeks they are offering it and which weeks they're not if there's an event happening in town mm-hmm. Unless you follow that particular business on social media and didn't miss that post, right? There's no central hub mm-hmm. to say, "Hey, here's what's happening this weekend. Here's all the locals' nights. Here's yeah. whatever." There, there wasn't anything. The closest thing we found uh, was be local, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and they helped us so much be able to find where to go, what to do, mm-hmm. um, and and we started talking with them, messaging them on Instagram, and. Uh, they pointed us in the right direction for a lot of that stuff, um, but but there was still this big question mark for us, like, this does not exist. This is crazy mm-hmm. that we're having to hunt things down now that we live here. And maybe it's because we grew up in, you know, a small town where we were, we our families were in business there. We knew every most of the people there, right. and it was a close-knit community, and maybe we knew where to look for everything, and maybe there wasn't right. a central spot where right. that was, but... 
the majority of people here aren't from here. Right. And so Absolutely. no one knows exactly. where to look, what to do. Um, I remember recently looking for, uh, reaching out to um, a, re- uh, a local pub that was putting on a bar crawl. Mm. And it was an event and there were a couple people featured. And so I kind of chained it together, reached out. And they were like, um, oh, yeah, this was kind of a last minute thing we put together. Uh, try calling these folks. So I would call three, four, five different places. And eventually where I got the information from was be local. Like I had to go back and and, and hound in on them to, to get it. Uh, and thank God they had the information. But there was there was even still with events, even when businesses were joining together, there was no way to centrally get that out. And my fear, not fear, but my uh, question mark was if if we are here and we can't get that information, mm-hmm. how are these businesses supposed to thrive on some of the things they're offering in the summer? Oh, absolutely. Exactly. If no one knows how to get that information. Yeah. So what if we could do the work and they don't have to worry about getting in front of people. Mm. We'll take care of building the listenership with geotargeting ads for mm-hmm. the podcast and hitting up people who are sitting on the beach and yeah. it'll just pop up on their phone when they are bored and go to turn on Spotify or go exactly. to scroll Facebook right. or Instagram. Hey, if you're looking for some inspiration in your life, maybe something to boost your faith, you should check out freshfaith.org or on Instagram at freshfaith.org or on Facebook at freshfaith.org. It's what we do to help speak into people's lives using the gifts that God has given us to change the world. And we believe it can change your world so that God can change the world through you. Check it out, www.freshfaith.org. YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and every podcast platform that you have. Well, and that's the thing, like where we're located, people think it's a great spot because we're on that road to the pier. Mm -hmm. But what we learned with Nourish is once that traffic gets, that line is at a standstill waiting to get into that one spot that opens at the pier parking, your business just goes way down. So people, you know, just don't want to fight that traffic. And if they don't make that turn to go check out the pier, they may never know we're there. And Mm -hmm. to be able to get signage at the end of the road is pretty near impossible. Um, It's not even a town issue. It's finding a property owner that will allow you to put a sign. It's kind of crazy that way. Um, So just getting the word out that we're there is definitely something that we have there struggled with. Are, yeah, there are nourish. people that literally, I mean, who have lived here all their lives and have so have clearly been here since we've been open. <clears throat> and still, I, I have people, I had no idea you guys had even yeah. changed that. <laughs> I, I don't go down to the island and fight yeah. the traffic and this and that because that traffic can literally be from that beach pier parking lot to yeah. I've seen it come down to all the way down to here. Yeah. So if you're a small business that's down there that, you know, if you're going too fast, you can pass it. I mean, you can have 30 customers in that traffic, which is, you know, hundreds of people still you know, still out there. And are they willing to take that two hour or three hour wait to come yeah. to your place? So when people do know you're there and they can find and like, all right, they're open from, you know, this time to this time. We can cut in here right now and go down there. Don't have to fight the traffic because you know the traffic kind of happens at the same time every day. That would be helpful because, like you said, I mean, there's there's so many different, you know, little businesses out here. And so many people are coming in from, you know, all over the place. Like you said, if you're not, you know, honed in on that one business and following their thing each and every time, everyone's kind of still trying to figure out how to pivot and do this and just, you know, overall run their own business. So, 
they've got their idea. They're like, all right, let's do this. And then to get it out to each and every person is almost near to impossible. But yeah. like you said, if there is a central hub, that'd be great. So that's why when, when I saw that, I was like, oh yeah, definitely. Let's you know, let's <laughs> jump on that because this is something I want to support. Because if you can actually help build this and be behind it, <clears throat> you know, make sure everyone's hearing about this. This is what actually helps the town to start exactly. generating and moving because everyone starts to get on a page. Because, like you said, you can have uh, you know your own little calendar with you know X, Y, and Z <laughs> trying to put these things together, and it's looking like you know you're doing some CIA thing right. right here, just trying to figure it out. But yeah, because I mean, I, I've definitely heard of be local, but like you said, you guys are bringing a little something different to, you know, the whole, you know, the situation. And I mean, it's very interactive and you can get people's backstories and not just <clears throat> hear that, oh, this is a great place it would be to go, but actually almost feel like you know the people ahead of time. And it's like, these are people I want to support. You That's know? exactly and, right. So, so if we get to know, our goal was, well, we want to get to know the business owners because exactly. we were in that community where we came from. We right. ran a nonprofit and my parents have the largest shoe store in the state of Virginia, which in a small town is like a, you know, a big deal that they, yeah. they, that they have that. And then um, my wife's parents are pastors of by far the largest church in, in the surrounding areas. And mm-hmm. so... You know, everyone knew our families. We were tightened in the business in the business community there, and um, and and we we value that here. We know the value small businesses can bring to right. the community, and so our goal was: well, we want to we want to see our new home thrive. Yeah, and we selfishly want to get up, get want to get to know all the business owners. Yeah. but we want to. What if other people could not just see whatever ad, you know, we may throw out on Instagram about the barbecue place right. or. Uh, the massage place, you right. know, what if they got to know the people behind it and they fell in love with the people right. exactly. and now they walk up, they feel like there's already a connection and Hey, I heard you guys and really love your story. You know, way to go. Thanks for doing this. Yeah. Whatever it is like to me, I'm way more loyal to the person than right. I am the product. Yeah, exactly. absolutely. And the great thing about Emerald Isle and um, what they support is small businesses. And if you'll notice there are no chain restaurants. Not There's one. no chain real businesses other than a couple of like, you know, like the wings and that sort of yeah. thing, of course. But um, but they really value small business owners and they help you thrive in that town. And it is unbelievable. Um, when we went to apply for our business license with Nourish, um, the town planner you know, I went and talked to him and he was super nice. I went to pick up this huge packet I thought I was going to have to fill out because we've owned businesses in other towns where it's like 30 pages long and everything but your blood type. And um, so I was like going to pick it up. Our daughter was a year old. She was asleep on my shoulder. He said, a packet? No, it's just this piece of paper. And I was like, oh, okay. He said, you can fill it out here. And I mean, I, I said, okay. He literally like cleared his desk for me, held the paper while I signed it. It was so different than anything we had experienced before. That I literally get choked up because it's so difficult to be a regular person opening a business um, that to have a community that supports you as much as Emerald Isle does is just so refreshing. Um, and the town is just always trying to build an app or a page or promote your business 
you know, just for the greater good of the community. Yeah. And it's just unbelievable. You know, they don't fee, they don't give you any kind of fees. They just, I mean, they just want you there and they want you to succeed because they understand that by you being successful, you're making the community successful, yeah. whether it's more things for the tourists to do, more things for locals to do in the off season. I mean, it just, they get it. They just, they really do. And um, we've been very, very fortunate and blessed to be part of Emerald Isle. And um, we're thankful that we made the transition there. Um, and they just, it's a great, great community to work with. Definitely. Our, our situation from previously before that, it, it was a bit rough. So coming into Emerald Isle and, and being so welcomed was just, it was a great thing. Like she said, I mean, it, because it, it was just so night and day. So, yeah. I mean, it, it's... Having a food truck in this area is extremely <laughs> difficult. Yeah. Extremely. I mean, we would have to travel to Wilmington to really get people that understood the concept and appreciated yeah, it. Wilmington, Raleigh. I mean, we've been to uh, OBX. We, we yeah. took that thing everywhere. And that was just to do something that, you know, you love. Just to, to try to feed someone. Yeah. I mean, I, we... we Definitely, I mean, especially with that food truck, I mean, we were blessed to even have that. I mean, it, it was a struggle to get it going. So, yeah, I mean, we had, <laughs> we have a whole story about the food truck. Um, I mean, we were like right from the beginning, a guy scammed us out of almost $5,000 out of Chapel Hill. We were like on this Diane Wilson scam alert news thing where he ended Took up scamming tore the truck apart yeah. i mean i mean like we were both working full-time at a restaurant and then i had to pick up a 4 a.m to 12 in the afternoon shift at dunkin donuts to oh support goodness. the damage that this guy had done i mean like we had put everything we had into this truck and he literally in a matter of month just ripped it away from us and um he ended up going to prison he had like five hundred thousand dollars worth of damage to like 15 trucks from north carolina all the way to nevada he um he just he was a huge scam artist and to finally actually get the truck on the road and then kind of get hit with all the rules and just the yeah the, the pushback from certain towns that didn't want you around because for one, they're like, oh, those food trucks really the look we, we wanted when, ironically, we were actually pushing out food that was, you know, at a... A, a, a different level than what than you would the, expect a yeah. food truck in this area. And I mean, especially a lot of the food trucks, I mean, a lot of them have yeah. come so far. I mean, they're great people. I mean, that's a, a whole nother, Story. you know, culture yeah. of its own. And yeah. so, I mean, to, to come from trying to struggle to get the thing out there... To finally getting it out and and just being you know just bashed and bad. I mean, we actually. I mean, even when they forced us out of town, pretty much all the food trucks after that huge hurricane. I mean, the Florence, first thing, yeah. yeah, Florence hit. I mean, we actually traveled to Charlotte to kind of get out of the way because you know our daughter at the time she was so little and we didn't want to chance any, any you know <laughs> chance anything. So we took off to Charlotte. I mean, it, I mean in. Jumping, us, yeah, yeah, from jumping to place to place to Charlotte because, you know, as it kept moving around, yeah. you'd have to buy a hotel here, get a hotel there, then the gas money. Then, you know, when we saw the devastation that actually happened around here in Swansboro, I mean, everything was, it was wrecked. There People was, were hungry. Yeah, it was, a couple of weeks without power. Yeah, so we actually ended up just jumping in the, you know, actually we, we jumped in a truck, we spent 
the last three hundred dollars we had at buying, the restaurant depot in Raleigh. Buying food and, and <laughs> trying to, you know, buying coolers and and ice and everything, and then the travel back home. I mean, normally it's around four hours to get back from Charlotte. It took us sixteen it, hours. Yeah, sixteen with hours. a six month old. And a teenager. <laughs> I mean, trying to navigate through roads that were closed yeah. to finding, I mean, literally on E, like running, you know, about to be stuck in the middle of the road yeah. to finally finding a gas station and, and sewer. I mean, sitting through, I think it was like 40 something plus minutes just to even get a little bit of gas. And yeah. it was a nightmare trying to get back, but it, it all kind of came back to us when we finally got back. And we felt like we were so blessed to even have the food truck. To where you know we were able to help the people in our community we ended up all the food was for free we ended up going to swansboro jacksonville just a bunch of yeah. different towns cedar point i think was the place we stayed the most cedar point and, and i'll be honest that one there was this one guy it will really humble you as a yeah. person when he, you have somebody i'm sorry brandon no you're fine when you have somebody like a 40-year-old male that literally has on a pair of shorts, and that's it, and he walks up. Yeah, I don't mean to cut he, you off, but yeah. when I saw this guy, I'm thinking, you know, he's just, just out hanging out. Because I mean, you're on in the beach area, yeah. you're used to seeing people walking around in just nothing the shorts. but shorts. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, bare feet, no shirt, yeah. nothing. So, but so he comes up, and he gets real choked up, which obviously I'm an emotional person, so it doesn't take much for me. <laughs> and... Uh, he was just in tears and thanking us because that was all he had was those shorts. Um, and they hadn't eaten hot meals in days. And so just to see people really appreciating you and you being able to take your love and your passion and what you work so hard for and do something positive to help the community was, yeah, that, you know, yeah, the guy very humbling. Told us, he was like, <laughs> he's been living in the garage of his neighbor's. Because his place had got completely wiped out. And, I mean, it, it was, I mean, then, like I said, we, we ended up going, once again, down to OBX with another restaurant. And we are uh, down east, and we yeah. ended up helping them out and serving all kinds of food out there. Yeah. And for us, it was like we prayed for nights and nights if we can just get this food truck on the road. If we can just, you know, make enough money to, to try to pay some of this all these debts back from where we had the money originally to get the thing yeah. going, but then we had to try to to get it fixed and once yeah. again and it's like we, we prayed so hard to, to actually get to this point and then it's like kinda like this is why it actually happened. This is why it all came together. We were, you know, meant to be able to do this and it was just a blessing and just I don't know, kind of a a reset from, you know, your normal reality that hey you know you're actually able to help somebody else when yeah because when all the other places homes restaurants nobody could open anything because until those health inspectors come in and say you're okay to reopen you can't do anything well there there's hundreds of restaurants that are and there's only like three or four you know, environmental health people that can come through. So it takes a long time. And so the Red Cross yeah. is even an active and actually right. being able to help. So, I mean, when we actually, we ended up actually connecting while we were on the way home to a bunch of food trucks in Charlotte and Raleigh. 
I mean, they were trying to storm a whole fleet of food trucks down here to come yeah. down here and help us. But they us. couldn't get through the they, roads. Yeah, they ended they up couldn't. having to turn around and, you know, feed people on the way back. But, you know, luckily there was some, you know, guys around the area. Like uh, one of our friends, his name is uh, Jamie Garcia. He owns a food truck in the area in Jacksonville. People like him and, you know, uh, we had a friend who moved to Florida, Greg. Uh, Barkus, he owned a, a barbecue food truck. You know, people, they all jumped in and, and did their part for, you know, the people in Jacksonville. We were down here. And it, it was just a showing that, you know, mom and pop businesses, these family-oriented businesses, they do care. Yeah. And they can't help. And so when, you know, you, you kind of get pushed out and replaced by chains and this, you know, in certain areas... It's really disappointing. So, like she was saying, to to go from all that kind of stuff to going to Emerald Isle, where it's like, hey, whatever you guys need, you know. I mean, they let literally us know. are like that. It is so wild. Yeah, so they they just want you to thrive, and it's just unbelievable. And we definitely appreciate them more because of the struggles we've had previous to Emerald Isle. Um, but it's it's definitely a great community and. We're very fortunate to be there. So I went and got a facial at All About Skin by Karen in Moorhead City. And my skin feels amazing. I am extremely hydrated, rejuvenated, and ready for the summer season. Check out All About Skin by Karen and her beautiful, lovely staff at All About Skin by Karen. That's C-A-R-O-N. They do so much more than just facials. They have a sound bar, eyebrow waxing, all kinds of beautiful, beautiful, lovely, indulging things. Check them out and let them know that the Crystal Coast Podcast sent you. What's your favorite thing about running a barbecue business? For me, I mean, I would, I don't know. I I just love the whole barbecue culture for one, for me, the kind of selfish part for me is that it's just, it was something that was within my family and it was also something that, you know, that kind of culturally you know from way back when barbecue first started it, it was something i was able to add to a tradition and then the other side of it for me is i it's such a communal thing that you know growing up everyone's you, you know almost everyone had you know a barbecue you know with family and stuff like that it brings part you know together family friends and everything so to be able to do that as something I can actually, you know, make money doing and, and make a living doing. And to, to, to do that, be able to every day and just bring as many people in and, and feed as many people as possible, that's my favorite part of it. So. I think my favorite part, too, is people, and it seems like the older generations, they just get real excited about seeing your smoker. <laughs> I mean, like, when you have... Like a 70-year-old woman that says, can I see your smoker? And I'm like, (laughs) okay. (laughs) It's awesome. I mean, they just, they get it. They understand the labor of love and they appreciate the time and the quality and they just get uh, real excited. And that's it, definitely the clientele yeah. is just like day and night. Yeah. And they just get so excited to <laughs> like go and look at the to smokers. To piggyback <laughs> off of her answer, yeah. barbecue in this area, that it you can't beat it because 
like she was saying, every I we've met so many great people so far. I mean, whether it's you know people that are like, oh, let me show you this. You know, they're pulling up pictures like it's like their baby or something. Yeah. You know? Showing you all these pictures of their food and stuff like that, and just you know talking and, and sharing experiences and like people like she said that you would never in you know your lifetime imagine right. yeah. are into these kind of things. You're you're finding out and finding a, a different and new way to connect with your customers yeah. rather than just you know you know here's some food and you know try this and this and that. You're you're finding out a little part of their backstory and finding out family. Yeah, you know, their I mean, dad used to exactly. smoke. You know, on an offset smoker exactly. and yeah. you know all those things. So. And, yeah, it brings yeah. back memories for people and it, just to see that look on their faces, it, it's a great thing. So yeah. I mean, we just posted, we were at your restaurant and literally, no exaggeration, within an hour, there were 15 different people who were now following us simply because we posted about you and all of them, every single one, their grid is full yeah. on Instagram of yeah. just different things that they're grilling all the time. Yeah, and yeah. Exactly. I'm like, what in the world did I just enter <laughs> into? <laughs> that community yeah. is it, it's something yeah. else, man. What's your favorite thing to eat off the grill? Or the smoker, or whatever it is that you are cooking with. Me, probably, I would have to say, uh, if we, the t- we we haven't gotten into them too much. We've been in a testing phase so much, you know, for right now. But uh, definitely burn-ins. I mean, it's the brisket burn-ins. That's the it's kind of like meat candy in a way because the way you cook it, everything caramelizes and it's just got this nice, you know, smooth, sweet, you know, texture, and that's amazing for me. Yeah, I'm a brisket girl, too. Brisket is king, for sure. Yeah. And it's one of those things that, I mean, it, you know, it it takes, you know, just so much effort and time. And the product after, especially, I mean, because when I first, my first ever brisket was, it was the worst thing possible. (laughs) And, you know, it, it took brisket after brisket after brisket just to get to, you know, where it was like, I am satisfied with this, and then it it it, ta- it really teaches you everything about the business. It time, patience, you know, how to watch fires and when to do this and when to do that. And I mean, uh, once you get that perfect one, which perfect is, doesn't really exist, but you you're still searching for it. Yeah. Once you get that one, it's amazing, and you're happy with it. It's like that sixteen hours. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, even when you're like sleepy and you're you can barely yeah. open your eyes and you're taking that first bite of it, yeah. it's like, I yeah. I did sometimes it right. he gets real excited with himself and he's like, "Man, why can't somebody really? <laughs> why can't a food critic come through today?" Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, it's like right. you know, you, yeah. you just want to someone to taste it at its its perfect. Prime, yeah. Perfect time, I know. So. I know my wife was my wife when I was eating and Andrea was like, "You were making some kind of sounds when you were eating that thing. Like you don't make those kind of sounds when I cook anything." Yeah. I'm like, "No, there's one dish, this yeah. one dish where I, I do." She's like, "That's true," yeah. but she's like, "You were just making sounds the whole time you were eating them. Sounds that I'm not even sure what they were because it's me. so good." Yeah, I, mean, I, I understand, and that that's the best part about you know restaurants and you know going to different places. It's just you know trying new things and, and tasting different things and it's like wow it's like i that that's amazing you know and, and i think uh what in raleigh our friend down there we kind of jump around from barbecue place to barbecue place just to you know you know find different spots and see what they're doing and uh, our friend jake wood out there in raleigh 
I remember when we tasted his ribs for the first time. I was like, wow, you know, I'm sitting there thinking about it. I'm like, wow, I really got to stuff this up. And then, uh, you know, Elliot Moss, they're out there in Asheville, uh, Buxton Hall. I mean, I they did a chicken sandwich that, you know, my wife tasted. And she was like, oh, my God, it's amazing. And you're just kind of like, she just keeps talking about it. And then you've made one. It's like, I'm probably never doing another one again <laughs> until it can taste as good. I yeah. mean, and. I've tasted guys' brisket. It's like it, it makes you want to step it up. And like you said, you're just making noises that you never <laughs> You don't even know you're doing it. And yeah. you're just sitting there staring at it like you're in love with it. Yep, <laughs> it's true. You're so sad when the exactly. last bite is gone. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. I know it. So, all right. So your sides were super interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it and, and the mac and cheese was gone. Yeah. Pimento mac and cheese. Yeah. So that's not like the normal because most people, you know, they'll throw cheddars and different things. Yeah. But you're using pimento in that. Yeah. That's interesting. Does that normally sell out quickly? Yes. It it does. That I mean, obviously, you know, pimento cheese is it was a southern staple, you know, so oh, yeah. everyone loves that and who doesn't love macaroni and cheese? Right. So we kind of put those together. The sides are where we actually play around the most. Mm-hmm. Because it was a long story with our, with the bar, you know, starting the whole barbecue restaurant. We 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 had a whole concept where originally uh, the name was you know Heritage Barbecue, and the whole thought process behind it was actually uh, the whole term or phrase around here was constantly you know oh that's not barbecue this is barbecue that's not barbecue. Barbecue is very subjective. Right. I mean, there's people that live and die by it. So kind of me being, you know, me trying to try something different. I was like, all right, Test I'm gonna, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to do barbecue from every culture possible, whether it's, you know, a clue of pork or, you know, satay or, or barbacoa and this and that. And it's going to be heritage barbecue. Basically other, you know, it's someone's heritage. Barbecue isn't just, you know, North Carolina, uh, North Carolina or thing or Texas thing or even an American thing. I mean, it is literally oh yeah, Korean global. barbecue, man. Exactly. Yeah, and that's good stuff. I mean, it's global. You know, it, there's all different types of ways to do it. So that's where we were going with it. A whole story we won't get into. <laughs> yeah. uh, where we ended up having to change the name. Uh, it, with the name changing, it didn't quite make sense to to go. You know, so I guess far left with it. So we ended up kind of reining it back in, but I still had the itch to kind of do things, you know, differently. So the sides are where we ended up playing around with things like uh, the uh, street corn, which is basically a riff off of, you know, Lodi, uh, Mexican street corn. So and then, good. Exactly. And then we got, uh, you know, the pimento mac and cheese and the pit beans are basically, uh, that's just, you know, kind of hardcore staple in barbecue where you're basically cooking it in the pit. So all the drippings from whether it's, you know, your ribs and That's your why everything. That's why it's been so good. Yeah, it all goes into that. Dude, it was legit. Seriously, <laughs> I got to stop you on the pit beans. Like, I've had a lot of baked beans as well. You know, yes, it kind of yeah. comes along yeah. with the whole barbecue thing. I've never had baked beans that taste like, not baked beans, pit beans, yeah. that taste like that ever. Yes, they were so so, like, you know, when my girls are eating beans and they're, yeah. like, ooing and aahing yeah. and I want more beans, I'm like, okay, I see where that, this is going. For, yeah. That is how we kind of judge, you know, what we've been doing because our little girl, she'll tell you straight up, 
Yeah, she likes she's three. Oh, she she has Man. the palate of like a fifty-year-old. That is funny. Seriously, we go if to other good. restaurants. If it's good, then it's yeah. like, all right, I want chicken strips. Yeah, right? <laughs> we went to another barbecue restaurant, and sometimes I try to trick her just to get her honest opinion. And she tastes the macaroni and cheese, and she said, "That's not Daddy's macaroni and cheese." <laughs> and she was like. No, so, That's right. so we do. Uh, we do definitely value her foodie opinion, <laughs> um, but she's she's a lot of fun. If you're looking for something incredibly unique for someone else or something spectacular for yourself, you've got to check out Grace Bell. That's right. Her website is gracebellart.com and you will find just that spectacular pieces, unique pieces that are so beautiful and special to the Crystal Coast. I think she uses local sand. Yep. She uses local sand and all of her pieces have a resemblance of the ocean in a way that you have never seen before. So check her out on Instagram as well, at Grace Bell Art. As time goes on and, uh, you know, kind of talking about the sides, as time goes on also, we will be, as summer, you know, kind of gets here and things become more seasonal, the sides will kind of interchange and we'll bring in new things. And we, we have, we've actually got a lot of new stuff coming that will, I'm sure, make a lot of people happy because we're kind of more traditional barbecue as where you open at 11 o'clock and, and when it's sold out, out you're yeah. sold out. a lot of people are still trying to get that concept yeah they don't get that concept yeah barbecue it's one of those things it's it's kind of not just going out to go get something to eat it's an experience where sometimes you can get in ridiculously long lines you're you're sitting out there and you're kind of meeting and talking to people on the lines and when you finally get your food you you, you feel like you've met new friends and it's that kind of thing so a lot of people are still trying to get used to that whole concept. So in order to kind of... Appease everyone. Yeah, we're, we, we've got some things that will have us open a little later. And we'll, we'll bring some things to kind of, I don't know, make the crowd a little happier. Yeah, so basically so. the the idea is when we run out of barbecue or at a certain time, we'll transition to more of a like a bar-style menu where we'll have burgers we'll have you know a couple seafood options um we'll have brisket that's cooked just for specialty tacos um and that sort of thing kind of incorporating the menu items that we were going to originally do at our sit down barbecue restaurant that we felt like just wouldn't work in this situation completely but brandon didn't want to completely lose sight of his whole concept and vision that he had for the restaurant with like she was saying with trying to kind of change everything and pivot you have to learn when you can you know pull the trigger here or you have to hold back here and it was just kind of a haul back and forth like what do you do things so i mean we're kind of putting things together in stages as we go along but uh hopefully by the time everything's said and done it will it'll definitely be something special we'll hopefully have some live music out soon and things like that but yeah 
So it's a lot of exciting things. Yeah, yeah. that's super cool. I can't wait. I'm going to go hang out in the evening. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. hear some music. Yes, oh, yeah. And maybe if you twist his arm, he might throw a Poke Bowl or two in there. <laughs> yeah, right? You'll be like, it Aaron's here. You got anything back know, there? Yeah. That's exactly right. Oh, yeah. It's all about who Dude, you Dude, if know. I have a Poke Bowl in one hand and some pulled pork with some beans in the other hand, I will be a happy boy. Yep. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. Well, good. So what has been uh, the most challenging? challenging part through pivoting i think for me it is just sleep deprivation (laughs) so how does that work are you guys are you on a totally different sleep schedule than everybody else since you're up at 11 or or how does that work no it's okay so basically (laughs) we go to sleep at like 7 p.m and we wake up at like 11 and then we go and cook and serve from 11 until we usually sell out about two thirty, three o'clock. Sometimes you take shifts yeah. in the middle of cooking. <laughs> like, all right, I'm going to go to sleep for like, you know, 30 minutes or yeah. so. Set your alarm. Yeah. <laughs> and then you'll stay up and then yeah. vice versa. It, it's hard with a three-year-old. Exactly. I mean, trying so, to, if it wasn't for family, I mean, we, yeah. we would definitely be, you know, kind of stuck. Yeah. But luckily, we've had them behind us this whole time and. It's just really pushing to, to get everything done, especially because it's just me and her. I mean, you can find places that, like down the street, that have a number of employees, but right now it's just us until we can get to the point we feel like we're stable enough. Because I don't want to just bring somebody in and not pay them a livable wage. Because, I mean, everyone's having a rough time right now. And to have someone work crazy hours like this and not make something that they can you know, pay their bills with and, and just make a living off of. So right now we're just kind of hitting crunch time and doing it ourselves. But yeah, so we drop our daughter off at families at, you know, 1130 yeah, either. <laughs> and she's asleep yeah. and she'll sometimes wake up and I'm like, I'll come back. Let me just take daddy so he can get the fire started. Wow. I mean, it's, it's really crazy. If people understood the amount of time and right. work I, and no energy. No one understands that. Yeah. They, that then, I mean, they think you're showing up at 10 to yeah, cook them a meal at yeah. noon. So then they get like real upset if we're closed, you know, at, we run out of food and we close at 2.30, but they don't understand. Like we have like a four hour window to, man, we ran out of this. Our food supplier does not come in for three days so now we got to run to sam's club or somewhere or you know the wood got wet so now we have to go find wood. i mean like oh yeah so that cuts into our four hours of life outside of the restaurant and that, so I mean, that's another thing with the i'm sorry brandon with the only working four days people are like why aren't you open seven days a week because you could not survive you, there's no way seven not days like a week. that not without a full staff yeah and i mean when we get staff we have no problem we're business owners we obviously want to be able to make this a profitable business for our families and when we get that full staff we'll be open seven days a week 24 hours a day if we can manage it but right now this is all we can do to survive. It's crazy. Yeah. with the, the smoke, I mean, when you, when you see the smoker, I mean, obviously, when you yeah. first look at it, it's like, wow, that thing's huge. But when you look at the amount of food that you can, you know, put out in a day, it's like, I only have 16 hours to do this. Yeah. I have to throw it all in there at once. When one thing takes 16 hours to make, yeah. it's like, I can't, I, all right, well, just let me throw on another brisket real right. quick to do yeah. it. <laughs> Once you, whatever you can cook at the time, you can cook. So yeah. that's what's for the day. So people 
also, you know, it's like, that's why when it seems like we run out early, it's because we've had a massive amount of people come because right. they do understand that mm-hmm. once it goes, it goes, yeah. you know, so and, I got to hurry up and get And there, for the off so. season, we have offered um, the option of pre-orders. Mm-hmm. So people, as long as they give us a 24-hour notice, we will... Put their food, you know, what they pre-order on the smoker. So we have families that, you know, want a brisket for the weekend. They've got 10 people coming down. Can we just buy a whole brisket? Sure you can. So, you know, we we do that. And so that takes up room on the smoker too. So after we have all of our pre-orders taken care of, then whatever room we have left is for just regular walk-up. Um, so that's something... That kind of changes the dynamic, too, of yeah. how much space you have. Right. I would definitely say and the other side to that that is just as important is is actually trying to rebuild your, your you know, your following. Because, you know, getting nourished to a certain point, it took a lot. And, you know, getting, you know, Urban Street Eats a food truck to a certain point, it took a lot. So now to when you're, you're, you're hit, finally hitting your stride with nourish, it's like, all right, things are working out. And then this, you know, the whole, everything gets turned upside down. It's like, all right, this isn't working anymore. We have to figure out what, what will. So then to start over again, it's kind of like, all right, well, here <laughs> we go again. Yeah. And especially in a, in, a, in a, like she said, you know, in us, we're kind of on that back road going towards yeah. the beach to where if you're going down that, that road, you're most likely going to the beach. That's right. Unless you know we're there. Right. So, I mean, it. To build that following over again, it, it's been kind of a, you know, a tough situation. That, that To me, that's actually the hardest thing of what we're doing right now is just to get the following back, you know. Yeah, yeah. get the word out that we're yeah. there. And yeah. marketing is expensive. <laughs> it is expensive. Yeah. yeah. Everything's expensive when you run a business. Yeah. 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 So we especially definitely when you're appreciate cooking you guys. That, I mean, with barbecue, once you cook it, for that day, you're hoping, you know, that you sell out because if you don't. You're throwing You're away. tossing it. Don't yeah. ever do that. Hey, don't call me up. <laughs> I will take it all. I'm going to tell you what. So, don't ever throw it out. Yeah. Most times, uh, yeah. a couple times, I mean, we, of course, we try to take it. You know, we, once we fed the uh, firefighters. That's we, awesome. Yeah. We fed uh, some of the first responders, like, you know, the, the ladies at the yeah. hospital and the men and women yeah. out there and stuff like that. and. Or trying to, to work out how we can feed, you know, like uh, shelters and whatnot. It's kind of, with the rules they got, it's kind of touchy yeah. with what you can actually bring over there at what point in time. But uh, once we get that figured out, that'll be another thing. If, well, hopefully it's not an issue to where yeah. we're, we're having leftover <laughs> yeah. food and then we can actually yeah. set up times to, right. to yeah. go do that. Because uh, that's another huge thing that... We feel like if you're blessed enough to have the business, which a lot of people have lost it, and a lot of people who want to start can never start or haven't been able to start. So once you, you get there, you have to give back because, I mean, it, what, sh- what you've been given, I mean, you, you, it's just it's something that's dear to you and it can go like that. So definitely give back. I mean, put it out there in the universe and hopefully yeah. it comes back. <laughs> yeah, know, man. So. So, so if people want to follow you, people want to connect with you, people want to find out more about Shepherd Barbecue, where do they go? I would say Facebook and Instagram are definitely going to be the two forms right now. We're having our website reconstructed. Um, so it would be Shepherd Barbecue on Facebook and Shepherd Barbecue on Instagram. And we'll link both of those in the show notes so people can just click it. 
Yeah. And it'll take them right there. And then no matter when they hear this episode, it, it could be when it releases in May. It could yeah. be June, July. Hopefully every month people are listening to it. Yeah. And uh, they can, we'll go ahead and link your website into it so that they can click it. Go there. And who knows what will be on your website by then. Yeah. There might be a full menu. They might be able to do all kind of different stuff. Yeah. But either way, you can find them by clicking uh, in the description. Is there anything else that you want them to know? Nothing I can think of. I Just mean, support local. Yeah, definitely support local. <laughs> Whether Every, it's us or anyone else, um, it's really important, especially during these times, that you support these local small businesses because it's real people lives that are affected every day by the decision you make to go to a chain restaurant or to support that local mom and pop shop, whether it's a coffee shop or a bookstore, barbecue restaurant, whatever it is. It, it really is imperative right now that we support these local businesses if we want them to be around when this is all over. So um, that would be my biggest thing. I second that. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> all right. Hey, babe, what are we doing tonight? Not sure, but I can check out something to do and be local. Oh, yeah. Is that that sticker I see on local businesses? Like, on the door, it's white, and it says, Be Local? Yep, that's the one. I saw them on Instagram at Be Local underscore Crystal Coast. And she, Jess O'Neill, had all these things to do. So, let's go find something to eat. Let's go find a place for the kids to burn off some energy. And let's get some yummy, sweet dessert afterwards. I'm to go check her out and let's have a blast tonight it's time for you to go have some fun thanks so much for listening to the crystal coast podcast 